Are you a real estate agent looking to grow your business in a specific area? If so, this video is for you. My name is Janine Sasso. I am the owner and founder of The Hyper Local Agent, and we talk on this channel about all things geographic farming, mailer marketing, and really making sure that you become the go-to person in your community. So let's dive on in. What is geographic farming? The term geographic farming is actually a marketing and lead generation strategy for real estate agents to build their brand in a very concentrated area. You become known as the hyper-local expert in that specific area. So when people think about selling, you're the first name that pops in their mind. Why do I think that's important? Well, According to statistics, we got about 1.7 million realtors out there and another 2 million roughly that are just real estate agents, not just, but not realtors. Anyhow, so with about over three and a half million agents trying to compete for business everywhere, what makes you stand out? The best way to look at it is from a brain surgeon versus general practitioner. The brain surgeon makes about 30 times more than a general practitioner while working 20% less. Well, how about that? Well, specialize, specialize, specialize. Every time you specialize into a certain niche area, you will become more valuable to the potential client. And that is just one of the reasons why I think geographic farming is an absolute no-brainer. So let's talk about some of the factors that you should consider when choosing your geographic farm. First up, a lot of people want to do luxury, but is that really the smartest thing to do? You need to understand the marketing budget that needs to come along. Yes, your payoff might be really high, but you also might have higher market time. You also might have higher expenses. So really look and see what is selling in your area. In many, many cases, the bread and butter homes, the one where most buyers are flocking to is a great choice for a geographic farm, in my personal opinion. Can you make geographic farming work for the luxury market? Absolutely, you can. However, I think if you are looking to get into a gated community or a um, clubhouse or a you know country club kind of setting, you need to be at these places, meaning you probably should have a country club membership in order to be visible where the members of that community are hanging out, so to speak, right? So again, remember you look at these things. Average home values is a good one. Also look at competition. How many agents are already getting a consistent piece of the pie? If it's just one, personally, I don't care. I think there's more room for you know, another agent if it's just one person, because that one person might not be everybody's cup of tea, and you might just be what they've been waiting for. Now, if there's already two or three agents in there getting a lot of the business, or an agent is taking about 25% of the business, well, it might be a little bit of a struggle for you to get in there and maybe not worth your money to spend. Because at the end of the day, farming does take a little bit of money and your time. So, you have to consider competition. Another thing to consider is turnover rate. I'll give you an example. I just had a buyer come to me and say, I would love to be in this subdivision. And I pulled up the sales for the last 12 months. There was three houses that sold, okay? 
three houses. Let me ask you this. Can you make a living on selling three houses? If you had 100% of that market share, and chances are you will not have 100% of that market share. So that, for example, would have been not a very profitable farm to start with. So you see, you have to really look and see what makes sense. Lucky for you, I have a complete free workshop that you can check out. It's linked in the description below to find your profitable geographic farm. Now let's talk a little bit about research. That's right. When you pick your geographic farm, there is a little bit of research that goes along with it. Is your geographic farm one subdivision? If so, that's great. I just expanded into a geographic farm compromised of 14 subdivisions. So yes, it's a big expansion. But again, I've been doing that for a couple of years at this point as well. So do not think you have to start out with all of these places. But here's the thing. When I start breaking into a new farm, I'm going to start research. I want to see what are the houses like, okay? What are people liking to do in that area? I'm going to start um, with the names of the subdivision. I'm going to list them all out. I'm going to start driving the subdivisions. I want to know what the style of house is like. I want to know what the subdivision name is. I want to know what the models are called. I'm going to start researching that area and become very, very familiar with which subdivision has what park, what is closest to them, what do people in this subdivision really love about these places. And again, if you bump into people, say, hey, I'm currently doing something for research purposes. I would love to feature somebody that actually lives here in it and talk to people. You'd be surprised how many people can actually tell you some really, really cool facts. For example, I just talked to one of our neighbors in one of my farms, and he told me and pointed to the house with the longest driveway in that subdivision. So if I ever bump into these people, I can now tell them, hey, I actually know that you are the house with the longest driveway in the subdivision, according to the builder. Again, fun facts that make you the expert when it comes to that area. Next up, let's talk about testing. You heard people say you need to commit for 12 months and it needs to work. And honestly, I think a little different about this. When you are testing things out, I do think you need to test it out more than once or twice. But when you test something, you do not have to go beyond a six months mark, sometimes even a three months mark if you're not getting anywhere with your results. So if you are mailing something, for example, and you've mailed three times with zero response. Now, first up, I don't think it's necessarily the problem with the farm. It might be a problem with what you're sending, okay? But you have to really test and see what is working, what are they responding to, what issues are on the forefront. Example, if you are talking about um, something that is uh, snow removal. You're talking about the hassle of needing to do snow removal, but you're sending it to a townhome community that has snow removal included. That doesn't make any sense. You see what I'm saying? So you really need to make sure that you are testing what you're sending. It needs to match what, what the people there have on their mind as well. And this way you avoid wasting valuable resources and make sure that your marketing is actually effective. Next up, I want to talk about choosing multiple farms. I have sometimes agents come to me and say, well, this farm is 100 homes, this one is 40, this one is, you know, 200, and they have all these cutesy little micro farms. Now, with micro farms, there comes a certain, you know, benefit of being able to manage them better. However, it also has a drawback of 
I don't think I can get enough business from 40 homes to sustain myself on an income level. So multiple farms can sometimes solve this problem where you have cross movement, example, a town or community, and they upgrade in the same school district to a single family house that you're also farming. So there's crossover connections that you can build as long as you know the migration patterns. How do you know the migration patterns? Well, you're going to have to get to know the area. The more you get to know migration patterns, the easier it will become. This is not something that is super easily done off the bat. You need to get into the community. You need to start talking to the people. Why are they moving there? Why are they moving out? Um, what's important to them? What are they looking for? And really understand what the buyer and seller is looking for, and then use that to choose your next farm. Now, multiple farms too, I'm on an expansion plan. So my personal strategy is to go from my original farm, which now encompasses uh, 3,500 homes. I started with 400, so I started a lot smaller. I grew that to 3,500 homes, and now I am expanding into my second area of an additional 1,500 homes. So my current farm, as I'm recording this, is about 5,000 houses. So you see, by just expanding over time, you're able to start creating your own um, cross-migration patterns, if you will, and you have your own data that you get to then rely on, which is really, really fun. So I hope this was helpful. Now, let's bring it all together. We talked a lot about farming and picking and choosing your right farm, right? What is farming, first of all? factors to consider. I told you, make sure you go through my free workshop. It's linked in the description. Doing research, my favorite part of all, testing it out. And then yes, if you want to choose multiple farms, there is a possibility for that. Just make sure that you're very aware of the migration patterns in between. So again, thanks so much for watching. If you have any questions, make sure you hit like, subscribe, and I cannot wait to see you on the next video.